0: Welcome to the Realtor Fight Club, a podcast for realtors where you'll witness a battle of opinions
1: about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for realtors to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Realtor Fight Fight Club. What's up, Jennifer
2: Merlin? I am ready to fight you today. Damn.
1: You're coming out of
2: the corner like dukes up. Yeah, I got all my battle gear on too because this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. I'm padded up today.
1: Last episode was a good one. I feel like we're duking it out again hard. Get it. All right.
2: I'm not going first. You're not? Nope.
1: Oh. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Realtor Fight Club. In today's episode, Jen and I are going to duke it out over this question. If the sellers are offering below your commission fee, below your accepted commission fee, do you ask the buyers to make up the difference? So in other words, if you're in a 3% market and the sellers are offering a 2.5% commission, do you ask your buyers to make up the difference?
2: All right, you go first.
1: Now that throws me for a loop because
2: usually <laughs> I, get... <laughs> I know you can okay. just plow right through like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah, That's exactly right. Right. But today that. I'm gonna respectfully mute myself. That, whoa, okay. I'm just kidding, I'm not doing that.
1: All right, so here's what I think about this. The answer is no, I don't. I just flat out don't. I have a deal right now that I roll. I know I roll. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it. You're listening in your car, just imagine it. You can feel um, it. You know, when the, now here's one thing that pisses me off when I didn't notice it and it's like, I didn't see it until the freaking clothes. I know, but that just irritates me. I feel like, like I have one right now and the agent said upfront, by the way, this is a 5% listening. Are you okay with two and a half percent? I said, yes. So done deal. Nice. That was my choice and I'm fine with it, right? So I'm not going to, cause my buyer a level of stress around something that actually isn't a factor in their side of the process. The my financial deal is with the seller. Now if I have a standard that I hold up to, then I can just say to that that agent, no, that's not, I'm not doing that. That's my standard. Why should my buyer have to pay the price of that?
2: And here's why. Are you done? I'm sorry. Yes, go. I've gotten a lot of feedback that I need to stop being rude. (laughs) <laughs> oh, please
1: don't. We won't even have a show if you don't show up rude. Come on.
2: Anyway. Yeah. I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. Here's why. I think that most agents that say that they that they won't do this. I think most agents aren't actually doing a buyer consultation and most of them are not having a buyer sign the contract. Do you do a buyer contract?
1: I Don't always do a buyer contract, but I always do a buyer consultation. I'm
2: talking about a buyer contract. And no, I do not. Super. So that is the answer to most agents. And this is why I get backlash. So my answer is yes, they pay for it. Now to your point, not always. Okay. So like I've had this come up a few times and they don't always pay for it. Sometimes it's because like this type of loan won't allow it. Okay. Okay. Or, I mean, you can always up the price. And then whatever, anyway, there's certain circumstances where it just causes too many problems. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. We always do not only a buyer consult, but a buyer contract. And the buyer contract says, and we go over it in the consultation. Look, most of the time, this is our charge. And 99.9% of the times, it is covered by the seller. In certain cases, it's not. And here's how we're gonna handle it. If it's not, I will tell you upfront, You can decide if you want to see the house. It's not a problem.
1: That's it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I used to use uh, the exclusive, right? The buyer contracts exclusively when I started out my first five or six years in real estate, I used them all the time. I never once held anybody's feet to the fire for me, that contract, that piece of paper, which I do go over in a buyer's consult. Mm -hmm. is more about the conversation with them, that this is how I work, this is my expectation, this is what you can expect from me. It's more about that moment of saying the things that need to be said and setting expectations, which is what agents don't do. I stopped having clients sign it because I was never going to-
2: Enforce it? Then why have a listing contract?
1: Just for me, I chose- for, for what that contract says, I don't feel like I need to enforce that. For the listing contract, I need to enforce that. So that's my choice. But
2: then why don't you just have them sign the buyer contract? Then you can decide if you're going to enforce it or not.
1: Because part of the way I discuss it is that we're operating at a certain level of trust in this partnership, And
0: no,
2: I
1: just use it as almost
2: talking points
1: of it. No, I agree with you. And
2: I think that's a great way to use it. And they should sign it like they do every other business transaction. And I think this could be where you're dealing with mostly people, you know, and I'm dealing with most of people I don't know. So, I mean, I I think that it's important because we are business people, and this is a huge mistake that I think agents make, they don't get a buyer contract signed, get it signed that way then you can decide if you're going to enforce it or not, rather than not getting it signed and wanting to enforce it but can't. It's stupid. It's a bad business decision. And I'm just drawing that line there. I won't sit here and disagree it's with weak. You.
1: agents should do it. They should. I don't.
2: Then why don't you? I just don't. I haven't
1: I haven't found it necessary. I it don't is have, necessary. I don't have that problem in my business.
2: It's not a not because you have the problem. You don't just do things because you have a problem.
1: Listen, for me to set the expectation and have a, an eyeball-to-eyeball conversation with a client uh, as to how to handle themselves when they see a for sale by owner, how I get paid, what I'm going to do for them, and what they're committing to me, that is enough for me. That's how I choose to do business. But here's the thing that most agents do. They don't even have that fucking conversation. Excuse I
2: mean, true, right? But we'll we'll just say... I mean, God, I'm just like having PTSD about that dumb episode about do you show them a property before having the consultation? (laughs) Oh my God. Have the consultation anyway. So let's just assume they're having the consultation, get the contract signed. You can decide. Okay. So real life example, this happened a couple of times. I would think I can think of the two times, but I know that there was like at least a third, maybe a fourth that it's happened where the commission that I charge was greater than the commission being offered by the seller. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in one of the scenarios, the, I told the buyer before we went to see it, Hey, look, they are not offering this. There's a couple of ways to get around it. What do you want to do? If you want to see the house, we can talk. And you like it, then we could talk about how to handle it. If you don't want to see the house, like you just need to know that's what's happening. That's what's mm-hmm. happening. And mm-hmm. they were like, "I still want to see the house." They wanted to buy the house. That's fine. We you can just like in this case, we were able to up the purchase price and include it like in their loan. Mm-hmm. So it's all good. Mm-hmm. The other time, my heart, you know, got in the way or whatever. Oh, wait a second. It was like a oh, VA nice. loan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. was really because the lender wouldn't allow it. So I was like, fine. Mm -hmm. It was a VA loan. The lender was being a douche. They wouldn't like allow this to, I don't know. They just wouldn't allow it. So I was like, I'm not even going to deal with it. I usually, if they're just being stupid because it doesn't check their box, which was what was happening. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, how can we make sure that your box is checked and I still get paid because you're getting paid? Right. Right. But Sometimes instead of reaching through the phone to choke them out I'm just like it's not even worth it the property's a dollar anyway like it just doesn't make a much difference right. you know what i mean like you i'm not for free huh you worked for free no 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 it was like a, a percent off oh okay so i mean you, when you're talking a few hundred bucks sometimes right. you have to decide if i'm going to fight with this person for a week is it worth a couple hundred bucks
1: wait a second that's no, the exact argument. That is the exact argument from the episode of should you use your commission to keep a deal together? It's totally different. It's
2: the exact, it's about it's time versus totally money. Different. Oh, it's the it's exact. It's different. All- that is, that is different. We weren't negotiating my commission. It was the commission that was being offered. It was, it was not up for negotiation necessarily, except between me and my client. That's no, but totally the principle—the
1: principle you were processing that through was that time is more important than money. I sometimes.
2: agree with you, and I knew you would bring that up. But here's <laughs> the thing: it's a different, it's a totally different conversation because if it's if it's me and my client, that's different. Even though it's the same principle, than when it is the when I'm not a party of that contract, I'm a party of this contract. Mm-hmm. That's different. I'm a party of the contract where I'm- No, you're not. My commission. That's between the buyer and the seller. It's not you. You're not a party of it. I'm party
1: of another contract, which is the listing contract.
2: You don't sign the listing contract as the buyer agent.
1: Well, I signed the agency representative.
2: Yeah, it's not the same thing. I think it's different.
1: Oh my gosh. I loved it. As soon as you started down that path, I was like, yeah, she's going to say it. She's going to say it. Yes.
2: Good for you for bringing it up. And I still disagree with you. So You're
1: I think. always remembers episodes. So I'm glad that I was able to recall.
2: <laughs> You're banned from remembering all episodes. Okay, good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Should we go back to our corner?
1: Yeah, I need to regroup on my phone here.
2: <laughs> all right. Let's take a short break. Hear a word from our sponsor. And when we return, we're going to have the final punches.
0: Do you have an entrepreneur mindset? Do you believe in the power of building wealth versus just selling houses? There's a new kind of business model for realtors, and you owe it to yourself to see why top agents and teams are aligning their future with the fastest growing real estate company in the world. EXP Realty, tomorrow's brokerage today. For more information or a private discussion, go to the Toe to Toe Podcast Facebook page and send a private message telling us you'd like to learn more about EXP Realty.
1: Welcome back to Realtor Fight Club. Now, before we ring the bell for our final round, Jen, mm-hmm. did you talk to any other agents? How are they feeling? Yeah, and this? they're dumb. Listen. No, no, no. That means they're siding with me. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: because yeah. they don't get a contract signed from the buyer. That's bad business, bad business.
1: That's one point. But whether what if you never are going to execute on it so the question still stands? Do no, that's not even, okay.
2: Let's, when I sign a listing agreement with a seller and if, they, and if they don't want to continue with the listing agreement, we will get out of the contract. Like contracts are not worth, but the paper they're written on. I mean, mm-hmm. it's dumb. We're not going to mm-hmm. sue our client you know? Mm -hmm. So like if if using that same logic, I, then why sign a listing agreement? Why sign a buyer's contract? Right. We sign a list. The reason to sign a buyer contract is because we also sign a listing contract. (laughs) That is the reason.
1: Well, the reason we sign a listing contract is because my broker requires it.
2: Okay. Oh God. We're going to open up a can of worms. (laughs)
1: Come on. All right, no, listen here. Listen, this is the decision. First of all, it the lesson is you're right, every agent would benefit from having a buyer contract signed. I don't think we should argue. And end episode. (laughs) End episode. (laughs) However, if you're not going to do it, please at least have the conversation around the intent of that document because more agents get in more problem or trouble spots because they don't say. Here's what to do when you cross uh, go, cross into an open house. Here's what to do when you see a for sale by owner, you're interested. Here's how I operate. Here's how I get paid. I'm going to start working for you. Is that what you want from me? Mm-hmm. If so, this is what you're going to do for me. Like they don't even say this stuff. This is the real problem. The question today is, will I work for less money if that's what the seller is offering? And I'm not going to stand in the way. If this is the right house for those buyers, I'm just not going to stand in the way over a grand yeah, but
2: this t- is like you're giving up your commission too easily too, perhaps. 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 Right.
1: But I, I will leverage it for, hey, here's the deal, guys. Just so you know, the seller is offering less than I normally charge. Charge. And I've gone to my broker and uh it's fine. And I just want you to know I want to do this for you because I want you to have this house.
2: And, and now- same agent that,
1: what gift do
2: I give? Oh. Oh my god you need a time out I feel out. like my time out should be in Fiji yeah Oregon. where's the one place where like you can stay in a little hut on the, the ocean Maldives. Yeah, the Maldives, yeah I think the Maldives
1: I think we oh. both need a real like club. club session from Maldives from the Maldives
2: cool, let's do it let's do it Love it. All right. Well, I disagree with you, obviously, and I think. I mean, I think I agree with you in the sense that, like, yes, you should, as a professional business owner, have a contract with every customer, and you will have a contract for listing customer. You will have a contract for the buyer customer. That's it. Right. And if you if you feel like as the, you are allowed to change your mind and how you will pursue any discrepancies in the contract. And so this gives you that choice. Without it getting signed, you have no choice. And I think it, whatever the opposite of legitimize is, I think having the contract legitimizes you as a business owner. So freaking do it.
1: And on that note, we shall end the Realtor Fight Club. (laughs) End. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's battle. Do you think there was a knockout today? How do you feel about this topic? I mean, I feel like maybe you might win this one just from a public standpoint. I still believe that I'm right, but I
2: think. You're never going to admit it. I don't know. We'll see. you agree with me, comment, hashtag Team Mertland. Team Mertland. With Monica, hashtag Team Monica.
1: All right, guys, go to our Facebook page. That's Realtor Fight Club Podcast and let us know what you think. We we really value your opinion.
2: Yeah, and um, make sure that you subscribe to wherever you're listening to this and write a review. It helps us get seen. Also, Monica, if anybody wants the contract, I'm happy to share it. I think I have a Word. I have a Word document for them so they can change it. Or there's <laughs> a board one. Um, but I like the one that I use is kind of like how you were saying it has a step-by-step so you could talk, have each talking points. Like what if it's a for sale by owner? What if it's a new build? And Then it makes sure that mm-hmm. you're talking about all the points. So I'm happy to share that. Send me a message. And I'm sure you'll share one that you had previously. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, would, I think that's a good idea. We can also post it on the podcast page, but just reach out to us if you're interested in it. It's
2: easier. Um, and then if you have any questions and are thinking about EXP, certainly give me a call or a text 513-400-1691. Monica, always a pleasure.
1: Always a pleasure. I love this. I love this. Because remember, this is for the greater good of, look, there's more than one way to get it done. There's a right way. There's a right there's way. Other way. There's my way. And then there's <laughs> Martin's way. And it's just good to know what's going on on the other side. That's all. Exactly. I love it. All
2: right. See you next time. Bye. All right, everybody. I am here with our tiebreaker, Alan Jacobson. Hey, Alan.
0: Hi, how are you? Great, how are you? I am doing fantastic, thank you.
2: Now, he has been in the coaching and training, sales training, real estate world for what, like 30 years?
0: I've been coaching sales for over 30 years, and I've been in real estate since 2003.
2: Nice. Okay, so you're in real estate, you you serve Jupiter, Florida with REMAX,
0: correct? I'm in the uh, Palm Beach County area market, yes. Okay, where is that for those so ones? Palm Beach County is, well, you know where Palm Beach is? Yeah. You, you people out there, hello out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everybody knows where Palm Beach is. Yes. Because um, that's where Mar-a-Lago is, and that's where all the rich people are, you know. Nice, um, hey. But I live in Jupiter, which I love, we love, and it's about two hours from my son who goes to the University of Miami, and two hours from my other son, who just graduated from UCF in Orlando. So yes. that's perfect, perfect, perfect location. location.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, Alan, you are our tiebreaker for this Yay. question. All right. You better it's agree with me. I know I'm going to delete this if you don't agree. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> if the seller is offering below your commission fee, do you ask the buyer to make up the difference?
0: I would never ask a buyer to make no. up a difference. Okay. Never. Never never it's uh first of all it's not really my place to ask a buyer to do anything that's that's the responsibility of the buyer's agent
2: yeah that's what i mean i'm sorry if you're the buyer agent
0: if i'm the buyer agent if you're the
2: buyer's agent and the seller is offering less than what you would charge would then you ask your buyer client to make up the difference
0: no <laughs> I, would <laughs> <Same> still, <answer. laughs> I, I would still yeah i i you know, I'm very ethical. I have a lot of integrity and I don't think about the the one-time kill. I always think about long-term and Mm -hmm. word of mouth referrals. I would discuss it with the, with the buyer, discuss, discuss the pricing, see how the buyer feels about it. But I would never ask a buyer to make up a difference. Do you sign a,
2: like a contract with them or do like when you do your buyer consultation?
0: I don't sign a contract with them. The contracts are usually signed with, the se- will always signed with the sellers. Mm-hmm. But when I work with people, they get to know who I am and they see that I'm a person of integrity and mm-hmm. then I'm going to do the best I can for them. So, and frankly, the commission is already stated in the MLS as to what it is Right. So there shouldn't really be a question about it as to, as to whether the buyer's agent should be the one that would have to, it would usually have to be maybe the seller's agent. Unless the seller's agent saw something, the seller's agent might come to me and say, hey, Alan, you know, how do you feel? we're We're, we're very close, mm-hmm. but there's just a little bit of a differential. Would you mind Sharing the commission with me, yeah, and uh, I'm mean, I'm sorry. I mean, sharing in the, the in split, the, yeah, in the, in the in the in the cutting down of the commission, and then yeah. I would just have to make a determination. I do value my time. I do value my service as to the people I work with. I won't say never, but I would never ask the buyer. That might be a negotiable. Item. Pretty adamant
2: about that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, yeah. in this case. You agree with Monica, so Uh that's okay. It happens most often, but I appreciate you being on. So tell us, uh, you now do sales training and coaching with your company called Camelot Management Services. Right. Can you give us like a brief thing and tell us how people can get a hold of you if they have some interest in finding out more?
0: Yeah, well, you know, first of all, anybody that works is a salesperson, whether they realize it or not. Nice. Okay, Because let's say, hypothetically, you are the receptionist at a doctor's office. You were the first line of communication mm-hmm. for that doctor. Mm-hmm. If you turn off a customer in any way, that right. customer may not go back yeah. to that doctor's office. Right. I've actually had that a couple times where because of either the office staff or a, or a, or a manager in a doctor's office, I didn't go back. Yeah,
2: um, yeah, it makes all the difference when there's
0: somebody that's friendly, for sure, at the front. Yeah, friendly and 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 makes knowledgeable the mm-hmm. feel taken care of. Mm-hmm. I had a doctor very bad, bad bedside manner for for something that was kind of small, and he had this holier-than-thou attitude with me, and I basically said, "Okay, thank you," and then I went to another doctor. Yeah, bye. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. So he basically sold himself out of the work. Right. You know, if you if you work for a company, you 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 represent that company. You you represent yourself and you represent that company and what you say, how you act on social media. There are so many ways you interact, not just in in your office setting, Mm -hmm. but in the outside world that can either help or hinder. Well, in a
2: lot of real estate agents, there's there's not a requirement for a sales background or there's really not any sales training. So I think Correct. this is unique. And if, you know, how, how does it normally work? Is it one-on-one coaching?
0: I do a lot of one-on-one. I can go okay. into, I can work with an office. You know, obviously now pretty much everything is through <laughs> Zoom. You know, yeah. a lot of what I work on is communication, the ability to communicate. And I draw from my acting background Actually, I was a professional nice. actor in New York, and uh you know I've done television work and stage work and nice. you name it, and 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 I draw on a lot of that, but also anything
2: always, we've seen
0: I did some soap opera work
2: oh <laughs> <look> at you <laughs> nice. i was
0: I was on another world um for a while, and I was on one life to live'
2: That's um, awesome
0: but uh those are, you know, a few, a few years ago. <laughs> a few, uh, just a few. Yeah. Yeah. And when I was in the clothing business in New York, I owned three companies, but I was also a sales manager. I built up a road force of 40 people. And through all my experiences, I, I draw from the many different experiences that I have yeah, and then apply them. And I, and I customize based on what the individual's needs are. That makes I sense because
2: it depends on where they are and kind of where they want to go right. and what they need to
0: learn, sure. Right, right. So, so, you know, if it's a salesperson, if it's a realtor, you know, they don't necessarily know how to talk to people. They may not know how to prospect. They may not, you know, understand that words matter. Yeah. Personality matters. You have to show people that you care, that you want to help them, that you're not just trying to sell them. Mm-hmm. And you may think in your mind, that you're doing that, but it has to come across in your face. It mm-hmm. has to come across in your tonality, mm-hmm. in the words you use. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have those skill sets.
2: Yeah,
0: that's cool. It.
2: We should maybe do like something on that. Like maybe like a little, I don't know. I'll I'll get with you after this. So if people yeah. are interested, what's the best way to get a hold of you?
0: Uh, the best way to get a hold of me would be through email. Okay. I get inundated with phone calls. And that email is Camelot, C-A-M-E-L-O-T, M-G-M-T, services, at gmail.com. Okay.
2: (laughs) So if people are listening to this or they're seeing it on YouTube, I'll put the link in there, too. Services at gmail. Okay, cool. Well, even though you didn't agree with me, that's okay. I appreciate you being on.
0: I'm sure we agree on a
2: lot of other things. I'm sure. Process. Well, somebody has to take the fall and be the bad guy, you know? So
0: I'll do it this time. You can do it next time. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs>
2: uh, thanks about a lot, that.
0: Alan. I we wear more white than black, you know? So Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a
0: lot. Have a good My one. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Realtor Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and
0: suggestions for future topics.